Um, fuck, mate, I'm not a tech guy, you know what I mean? So it could be anything, mate. Um, all right, <laughs> take number 127. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. There we go. All right, my name is Josh Hilbers, and I am a mindset coach. I specialize in leading men through their shame, guilt, through their trauma, their addiction, to the freedom of finding their purpose, direction, and living a more healthier, uh, fulfilling life around their health, relationships, and just their life in general. Uh, a little bit of a background history of me. Uh, I am a full-time, used to be a full-time skydive instructor. I traveled the world doing it. I traveled it. I've got a 3,600 jumps. Can take you for a skydive and teach you to skydive um, for, for that history and that journey there. I'm also three years plus clean, healthy, and sober. I realized that I was going down a very dark path. I was punishing punishing myself a lot. I was doing a lot of escaping, um, going through my own traumas and addictions uh, from, you know, wounds of what my mum be killed in the Christchurch earthquakes to just in general life, you know, how we just, you know, everyone has those challenges and I wasn't coping with them. So one day I realized I had to make a shift and realized that I was no longer serving myself or serving anyone else. And so I decided to use my power for good. And ever since that day, I've been just climbing the ladder, taking charge of my body, taking charge of my mind, taking charge of my spirit and um, leaving a bit of a, I guess you could say, a ripple effect and a legacy as I do yeah, so for myself and family. Quark, and man, that's... That's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. Would you say would you say the earthquake was is what was the main catalyst and triggered it, or was it your own personal um, personal experience? Was what was going on inside of you for the drive and hunger of where I'm at now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely was the earthquakes. You know, for me, you know, before that, I was um, very sheltered. You know, I, I had my mum, a mum that did everything for me. Uh, I guess mm. you could say I never too well off or too, you know, I never, I never had it too good or too, too bad. You know, I was in the middle and it just sort of, I was in no man's land. Uh, and the earthquake really sort of shook up my whole being and sort of, it gave me the opportunity then to say, hey, it's time to go from a boy to a man. So I wasn't ready for it. And I didn't realize that that was a lesson to be learned. So when mm -hmm. the day happened and I witnessed that, you know, watched the building go down, I watched my mum be killed inside. And from there I shut off and, and, and decided not to grow. Um, so that's hence why I sort of buried myself in the drinking and the drugs. Um, and so I had to put myself through more pain and more heartache for me to realize to have that shift that how powerful I was uh, in doing so. So the earthquakes really did shape and mold me into becoming who I am. I realized that uh, I wasn't going to live a life of mediocre, mediocrity and realize just to end up dead anyway. So that really gave me that, that drive and hunger uh, in a negative way at first. And now in a very positive way, uh, mm. so. Yeah, it's it, like it's crazy how sometimes you need that that negative catalyst to then spark so so much positivity. You know what I mean? Because at the start, like it seems so dark, so so painful, and then then it ends up being this like beautiful light that ends up pushing you to things that you never even thought were capable. You know what I mean? Completely, completely, completely. It's it, you know, a lot of us um, shy away from pain. A lot of us think it's not a good thing to to have that sort of darkness or you know those moments. And you know when yeah. you're in that moment, of course, it's like you know your tunnel vision. You, you're the only one in that in that moment, and it's very hard to see outside of um, of yourself and of that situation. So really, the that pain is your power. Your message is your message. And uh, if you can look at it in a way that you're learning, like what can I learn from this? you'll see that there's actually a greater gift in that mess, in that meaning, in that hurt, in that suffering. 
and, and when you can give that meaning to yourself, meaning to that situation in your life, then from there you've got the motivation to really push, you, push yourself forward. Fuck yeah, man. So, like, what made you settle on mindset and, and life coaching, man? Like, how come you didn't go down other avenues? What, what was the draw factor towards, towards that? It's, um, it's really interesting, you know. I've, you know, over my journey, I've, I've been a very logical man, you know, facts, reason, science, all of that. Yeah. And I've stayed away from the sort of, I guess you could say, the law of attraction, the manifestation, the, you know, a bit of the woo-woo stuff. Um, yeah. And, you know, I've realized over this time that there's something, a higher power at work. And, you know, when I was drinking and partying and doing my, my thing, every now and again, I would make this smart-ass comment because we'd always have these deep, meaningful conversations. It's two or three or four o'clock in the morning. And, you know, I'm sure yeah. you've been in that situation before where... <laughs> down the rabbit hole and you sort of go and people used to say you know it's really deep it's really insightful and i always used to say you know all else failed in my life i'd become a life coach and the funny thing is that when i got sober the, see i call it the six pack the loneliness so when i got sober and i realized that i'd done a lot of things that i wasn't proud of in my life i had a lot of shame a lot of guilt around my past um around things that i'd done things that were done to me and you know so i thought i'll do an external Sort of situation and i'll be like all right i'll get the six pack i'll make myself look good i'll get the hot woman and the girlfriend the muscle sweetheart make me look good i'll start new businesses and look like i get it going on and it, on the outside it looks like i'm one and like no one knows my dirty secrets or you know my past or anything like that but i knew my mind yeah. knew every time yeah. i looked in the mirror, it didn't matter how good i looked it wasn't good enough and i still felt insane and even though i wasn't using I was like, Jesus, what's going on? Like, you know, it's, I'm, just, I'm feeling just as bad as I was um, drinking and using then when I was sober. And so I went and did the, the counseling, the psychotherapist, I even did group meetings, you know, AAA and, or AA, and they all benefited me. They all kept me going, but it was just like putting a Band-Aid on the wound. It wasn't, it wasn't going in and taking the shrapnel out and then doing the stitches and then letting that scar heal for good. And so I sort of, I had this um, on Facebook, a Facebook ad pop about, um, this guy named Luke Hawkins who really changed my life, saying life coaching and business course. And I was like, okay, cool. And I, and I decided to have a look at it. And it was just a three-hour free seminar. And I sort of thought, okay, this would be the Tony Robbins, look for the smoke and mirrors, see what's going on. I was a bit apprehensive to start. But through those three hours, after the end, I realized that it was the same feeling I had when I first became a skydiver. I was sitting on the, standing on the edge of the door, holding onto the plane, and for a moment I didn't want to jump. Moment, mm. I was just and just say, "Hey, I'm not going to do this. This is too much. I'm not ready for this." Though I knew if I didn't let go at that time, I was going to regret it for the rest of my life. My life was never going to go anywhere. So I decided to take a leap, a leap of faith on on myself in the sky, and so I decided to take a leap of faith on the mindset coaching. And, and from that, I I dived into doing NLP, um, which I now become a neurolinguistic programmer, master master NLP, master neurolinguistic programmer, timeline therapy hypnotherapy uh, along with the other courses relationship courses and I could just continue doing it and so I dived down into the personal development world around and from there I really deep, dive deeper into you know our values our beliefs our identities our unconscious mind does you know it's sort of like the hard drive and, and, and uh, the supercomputer of our body and of our of our conscious mind mm. and so when I tapped into that, and, and once I healed myself, and once I realized that I no longer identified myself of who I was, and now I could look at myself as who I am becoming, yeah, that's when things shifted. And then that's like, I want everyone else to have this left. 
That's fucking massive, though, mate, because the amount of times that people sort of, you know, like we said, it can be positive. You take that, you take that negative, you turn it into a positive, you help it um, become a lesson, you help it drive you forward. But the amount of times that people keep that baggage and put a ceiling of, of where they can end up, end up going or end up becoming simply because of whatever happened in the past is, mate, it's crazy. And like, yeah. once you actually like sort of take a step back and you and you watch people and you kind of hear some stories that they've got to say, it's like, it, it's more people than not. And like, it's just not talked about. It's, no. Do you, do you find, do you have more people coming to you that are men, ladies, or a little bit of a mix? A little bit of a mix. It would be predominantly, it'd be predominantly women because mm-hmm. as a woman, as a feminine, they're mm-hmm. very more in tune with their feelings, more in tune with their emotions, and they really want to sort of feel, listen, and be, you know, listen and be seen mm-hmm. for who they are and to, and to do that growth. Whereas with men, we are very, you know, we're strong. We're told to be hard, be tough, you know, don't be a coward, don't be, don't be crying or anything like that. Don't be going asking for help. You're showing weakness. So mm-hmm. it takes a lot to really you know, have a man sort of have the humility to sort of show his heart. Mm-hmm. Well, there's and, some know, strength in that, right? It, and that's the thing. Once once a man can go through that and have the vulnerability, it's like um, Brene Brown, she says, you know, back in the day, our ancestors, you know, when, they, when our ancestors used to go to war on the battlefield, you know, everyone used mm-hmm. to think they were courageous. But what mm-hmm. came correct uh, courage? It was vulnerability. Because yeah. they yeah. knew regardless. They knew regardless of whether they were going to live or die, it didn't matter. They still charged, and they still charged with a blind faith. It was going to be all right, and they were doing it for something more. Hmm. And, so, and that's what gave them the – that's what they, they were prepared to die, but they were also prepared to do it for someone else. Hmm. And the thing is that with a lot of us, and it's like Tony Robbins says, is that if, you're in, if you get in your side, you're here, you're dead. And a lot of us spend a lot of time in our head, and we, and we re- replay – past events and we sit on them we, we claim them like trophies badges identities we keep instilling it instilling it and so it gets a lot harder to break out of that because all you believe is that so when you're in that tunnel that's where it goes and so it, it, it comes when you've had that much pain where you're like enough is enough and i'm willing to do whatever it takes to do so then from there you have the the opportunity to go changing so mm. the, the, the next is that the only way to get through to the other side is going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, then and, once you've once you've gone through it, you end up seeing. It's funny this because actually I was having a conversation with one of my athletes last night about exactly the same thing, which is kind of freaky. But anyway, once you go through it, like it's like you see life in a different dimension because you have the lessons of all those dark times of the, of the past experiences of, of whatever you had to go through. And now you no longer see life in a tunnel vision. Now you see everything. Yes. And like, I mean, it's kind of fucked up saying it, but you can only ever be grateful for what happened to you simply because now you look at life in just a completely different sense. Hmm. Oh, that's how I think anyway. Yeah. And, and that attitude is, Gratitude is the attitude that's going to allow you to look at, you know, what we have now with so much more beauty. Mm-hmm. And it's also going to, you know, it's also going to allow you to see how far we've come. 
And, you know, a lot of people, you know, they talk about gratitude, which is a powerful, powerful um, tool and a powerful thing to do. But it's also proud. Like, you know, for men, we like to think that we're proud, that we don't feel like we're proud because we feel like of certain events and situations that we are bad people or have done bad things. That means we're never worthy of love. We never uh, will be worthy or enough or worthy to have what we want. So when we look back and we say, like, shit, you know, look where I was like a year ago, look where I was five years ago. You know, you look where you were 10 years ago to who you are now, how you've changed, how you've grown. And that's mm. something because what we thought we were going to get through a year ago is no longer a problem. We forget about the problems that we had a year ago and the struggles that we we're going to get through. And then we're focusing about the next problems that we have here. And so, you know, mm. gratitude is attitude that's going to allow you to get through, but also having a bit of proud, you know, looking back and reflecting to be, hey, look, I'm proud of myself for this. I'm proud of myself for that. I did make this. I have survived. I have overcome. Mm. And it's from there and sometimes yeah we get we get stuck on the, the, the situation at hand yeah for sure man for sure so what what do you do um what's your anchor for your day and your mindset or if there's a routine that you have to do whether it's in the morning the night middle of the day it doesn't really matter what is your anchor that keeps you set to stop you going down back down that path yeah 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 there's, there's many I've tried like I've tried many many rituals, morning routines, um, and the best one that I found at the moment, uh, which really works for me, is um, I wake up at four thirty on the weekdays. So four thirty, I wake up regardless of what time I go to bed. I'm waking up at about four thirty. I wake up straight away. I brush my teeth, and I start going through what I'm grateful for, what I'm grateful for having, what I'm grateful for my life, everything like that while I'm brushing my teeth, just going through my mind. Then from there, I go into have a shower, have a warm shower just to get things going. And then I have a cold shower for two and a half minutes. And then after that two and a half minutes, I'm present, I'm alive, I'm vibing. And then after that, I do um, something that I haven't done. I've resisted for a long time that I've just implemented in the last um, month. And it's absolutely changed my life is um, affirmations. And I do it like my five minutes, um, my five minutes certainty. My five minutes of certainty. So what I do is I read out my affirmation. I got a list, I read them out, I say them loud, I say them proud. I got a song playing on that I anchor uh, in me. So I'm using, my, I'm using my voice, I'm using my tonality, I'm using my emotions, I'm using my physiology, and I'm going to town on myself. And then I'm in the mirror, looking at the mirror just in here, just laying them out. And then from there, every time I finish them, I slap my chest and go, yes. And it just sort of sends like a, a like a, a, like through the nervous system of me acting up in a life. And then yep. from there, after that, I go to my workout. I get my morning workout in at 5.30. And then after that, whatever happens for the rest of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm winning. I'm on point. I handle it. I do a bit more if I need to. But that that's my that's my golden thing that I've found. And I've tried meditation and and what like meditation, reading, all, all sorts of things, but, you know, having smoothies and all of that. But, yeah, that, that one right there, that's my goal. I love that, man. And, like, I say it all the time is, like, if you want to make a change, just own your morning. All you got to do is do the same shit every morning that puts your head in a, in a good place. And if everything else during the day is shit, it doesn't matter because you've owned your morning, you've set up in the way that you wanted to do to tackle the day in the best form you could you could possibly do it and then whatever it'll be it'll be you know like tomorrow is a new day you do the same shit you do the same thing and it's funny you say 4 30 because um i was i had kels on the other week 
Um, and he said 4.30. And then I remember back in a, I had a really regimented routine, like morning routine, uh, when I was back in the UK. And I woke up at 4.30. Every, everyone I've spoke to has always been 4.30. It was never like 4 or 5 or 4.45. It's always been 4.30, which is kind of weird. But um, anyway, that's just that's just one of those things. Um, but owning, owning the morning for me, like, granted, I'm a morning person too, but owning the morning for me is, is fucking vital. Like, if I, if I sleep in, especially on the weekdays, if I sleep in, it fucks my mindset. Like, I'm done. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm two hours down. I need to make it up somewhere. I'm, like, flustered in my head. I'm not set. I've not run through things. I've not mentally rehearsed. And, like, it's, it's as simple as getting up half an hour earlier, chugging a bit of water, looking yourself in the mirror and just be like, okay, you know, being grateful, affirmations, whatever you need to do, getting a cold shower and then just crack on. Yeah. It's oh, a, it, you win, you win your morning, you win your day. And if mm. you, if you can get before, if you, if you, if you're prepared to do, um, if you're prepared to do what others, what most aren't, like if you're prepared yep. to do and go that extra mile, you're going to, you're going to slowly start pulling ahead. And mm-hmm. and uh, the big thing is that a lot of people if you're not stick it long enough to actually start seeing the results and the and, and the rewards and the changes. Yeah. And it's a mundane process. It's like lifting. You know, how do you get better at snatching? How do you get better at cleaning? How do you get better at doing pull-ups or press-ups mm-hmm. or bench? It's constant repetition. Constant yep. repetition. And you know, like, I heard it from McGregor. Constant repetition carries conviction. And so when you can build that, that self, that belief in yourself, when you can start to, um, that's when you really start to change. And, it, and the only way your life is going to change is when you start thinking it's going to change and you start believing it's going to change. And, you know, you know I, I listen to Conor McGregor a lot. I, I, I play a lot of Conor McGregor. Yeah. Not for, his, for his young, not for his young, even though they're classic, though for the complete conviction <laughs> and certainty behind him. That man talks with so much presence, so much authority, so much certainty in himself that he has created the life he wants. And he said a very powerful thing, which really made me shift, is that a lot of people have all these massive dreams and beliefs up in their minds. All of us do. All of us have them. What about this? What about that? I love that. All this goal, you know, and all that. You know, oh, none of us, only very few speak it. Only very few of us put it out into the universe and put it out so others can hear it. And regardless of what anyone thinks or what anyone says, still continue to put it out. And when you can put it out, it has, it has mattered to take action. It has, it's, it's got the, the backbone to start creating. And then from there, you start taking the action. Yep. That's the massive. A lot of people have it up in mind. Very few are scared to do it. But, but if, you can, if you can think it up here and if you have the courage to speak it, it will happen. For sure. And it's like it's the difference between attitude and arrogance, right? Like you have to have the confidence to believe in yourself. But the like ego, ego is a weird term, right? And where do you where do you stand on this? I'd be really interested. Because like ego has um has a purpose and it has its it has its time and you need to to brush it sometimes. And then you also need to fucking knock it out of the park and just say, Hey, you're just another human being, you need to crack on and work hard. So like yes, have like the so much self-confidence in yourself that it doesn't matter what happens, you're going to be okay. 
So I, I always I always break it down to the fact of like if everything left you, like your clothes, your money, parents, loved ones, everyone fucking left you. You were like in the middle of nowhere. You were naked, no food, no nothing. You would survive. Like you have you are an independent person. You would survive. You would not die. You would figure it out. All right. So like having the confidence in yourself to think, yeah, I'm going to be all right. But not being so much where you become that arrogant piece of shit. He walks in just like, oh, yeah, look at me. Billy Big Box on the block. You know what I mean? And it's a, it's a weird mix. And how would you where do you stand on that? How would you like play around with that yo-yo? So you you get the confidence, but you don't get that arrogance. Good question. The ego, like ego, is really handy. Ego, ego is the, the driving that sort of gets you to sort of like to go get it. You know, it will get you. It can, it can help you survive in a fight. It can help you win a competition. It can help you sort of persevere for goals. So ego can also, if you get too carried away and you let it run, run you, it can, it can destroy everything around you. And ego, you need, you need the ego. Need the ego. It's the balance between the ego likes to compare. The ego yeah. likes to, to to compare compare uh, uh, compare to everyone else. It likes a lot of negative. It likes a lot of gossip. It likes a lot mm-hmm. of you know feeding and festering on on everything. And so when you're thinking and comparing yourself to others, when you're looking for the negatives, when you're looking for the bad, when you look at yourself in the mirror. Do you look for the good things that you have or do you look for the bad things that you have? Because mm. if you find that you're looking for the bad things, your ego is looking for the bad things about you, to criticise you, to keep knocking you down. So your ego will drive you to be better. So if you don't have the heart behind it or the spirit behind it for what it is that you're driving, it's going to run you off. And mm. you've got to realise that a lot of, you know, you've got to go to the point where you've got to start Looking at you as a being, as a as 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 a love source, as the heart, and deciding like who it is that you are, who it is that you want to become, because that right there is going to keep you centered. That right there is going to keep you humbled, because once you realise how hard you've trained, or how hard you've worked, or how hard you've um, achieved all your success, and you can have the humility to think like, hey, you know, I did this, I did that. But look, I know how hard it was to get there mm-hmm. and see others going after it. That's really interesting, man. Like you speak about like containing your ego. And that's fascinating. I've never even thought about it from that so that that angle before. And like, yeah, fucking hell. Like you use it to to help you, right? You use it for you rather than letting it run you. And that you do that by Figuring out who the who the person you want to be, right? Yeah. Oh wow! It, it comes down to the simple fact. Like my mother told me this is one of the biggest lessons I learned. Is like treat others how you'd like to be treated. Yeah, yeah. So the more the more you treat yourself, the better you treat yourself is the better you treat others. Mm. When you have a standard for yourself, like a lot of people in this life, they wonder, like you know, when people say, like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I'm going to start then or I'm going to start on Monday or something like that. And then when the day comes, they never do it. Mm. And, and then they sort of beat themselves down and they sort of say, look, I'm not good enough or I never stick to it or, you know, it's just this or they blame it on something else. And that's the ego knocking them down. 
when really it's not mm. that they can't do it, it's that they it's that they don't trust themselves. It, it's not that they're lazy or anything like that. It's that they have been saying they're going to do something for so long and they never do it. They keep lying to themselves. They keep breaking their trust with themselves. Mm. Someone going to do something and never did it, would you believe in them? Yeah, that's true, man. So you've got to, when, when you come to doing that, it's building that trust. And to build that trust, not only with your ego, but with your heart, is by honoring the commitments you make to yourself. And sometimes it can just start off with one thing at a time, like, you know, waking up at, at, earlier, just getting up earlier, getting out of bed earlier. And then, you know, even going, getting out of bed, walk around for five minutes and go back to bed. Then the next day, do it again. And then the next day, do it again. And the next day, do it again. And then after a while, after a week, you're going to find that you're not going to go back to bed because you're like, well, I get up at this time. I might as well do something else. Mm. And then after that, you're like, all right, let's go, go do a walk. Let's go for a run. I'll put my shoes on. I'll walk around the block. I'll come back and I'll run. And I'll go uh, and I'll do it again the next day and the next day. And then eventually, like, well, I'm here now. Why don't I walk two blocks? Why don't I walk four? And then you build that trust. And then when you build that trust in yourself, then you, you build this an identity of who you are. And then when you, you have the identity of who you are, it's just what you do. And then from there, you've got a balance of the ego. The ego is giving you that sort of confidence. And every now and again, it's going to check you. And it's going to you get you, you know, sort of you know, get ahead of yourself. And that's where mm-hmm. you have that humility and, that, and be humble, come from the heart, realize how far I've come, what I've done, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where I walk. You know, like for me, you know, it takes a lot of courage for me sometimes to, you know, be a bit confident and be a bit cocky and, and, and put myself out there when, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm Josh sometimes the ex-fucking, you know, addicts and alcoholic, you know, and the things that I've done, you know, and those sort of things are in my head. But that's just my my ego saying, you know, trying to look for the nick here and, and, and beat myself down. Whereas when you can move to your heart and, and you can live from your heart and just live your true authentic self and have that trust for yourself, then you realize that you you know you need no permission and that you you're allowed to be you. It's like it's safe to be you. Fuck yeah, man. Do you think do you think um, you doubt yourself and the ego sorts of plays in because you fear that you're not going to be great when you first start, or do you think because you've created that habit of like breaking your own trust, like you said, of I said I'm going to do it and then obviously I don't do it. Yeah, it, 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 I get the doubt all the time. Every day I have that. Every day I have that. And when you doubt, that's your ego sort of playing on you and festering on you. And it's when you build that trust with yourself, they're like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to trust. Like, you know, when I first got sober, and I, I was thinking about this the other day, is that when I first got sober, I didn't know these tools and these techniques. I didn't understand the heart. I didn't understand emotions and feelings or anything like that. Though so I had deep down inside me a belief that I was going to be better. I was going to be better than what I was and where I was. I was going to do it. And it didn't matter how. And it, it, I forgot about the how. And I just sort of made sure the why is that I did something better. I did something better. Whether it was for that day it was just working out, whether it was just reading a book, or whether it was just to just get through the day without picking up a drink. And then the next day it came. And then, you know, what I was worrying about that day, the day before, is different. It got better and it just it carried on from there. And I built a bit of a trust in myself. And the best thing is, you know, a lot of people, it comes down to those affirmations. And I thought this was woo-woo stuff, the old affirmation, I am loved, I am worthy, I am great, I am powerful. Um, I thought that was all bullshit. 
I didn't think it made any difference. Though, when you have everything in your head, good and bad, just replaying itself, whatever it might be, mostly negative because it's like 90% of our mind and our thoughts are negative. So mm. when you've got replaying, 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 it's just getting crowded in there. But when you start speaking or you start writing, you're taking what's out of your head and putting it out and you can actually look at it for what it is. And then you have more room and space to create what you want in, in that life, in, in, in yourself. And so when you start speaking it, it feels strange. It feels weird. You feel like you're a fraud. You feel like you're bullshitting yourself, even if you're just saying, I love myself. Like how many people actually really say that I, I, I love myself? You know, and, and, and all that. And but when you start saying it and you say it long enough, you start to feel warm. You start to put on a bit of a smile. You start to feel a bit more energy. You start to believe in yourself. And then from there, you start to act in a more loving way or act in a more powerful way or act in the way that you want to become. And then from there, you start changing your life from that. So, you know, like before you asked me that question, if you, if, if, or, you know, you said before, if we lost everything, we just had. You know, our bare back, we would survive. Mm. We would survive. And if we were just, if we were um, courageous enough that time to speak what our life was going to look like, who we would become, we would create that reality. Mm. We, we would create that reality. Of course, you are, man. And like, you, you touched on something really, really fucking powerful there when you said, um, like, tr- trusting yourself and creating that connection with yourself. Like, people think, People get caught up in what other people think of them, right? Of the external, yet the internal is 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 built on a shit foundation. We built on the on the sand rather than the rock. Um, I always go back to that analogy, and it fucking hit me back from school. And you know, they they did something right in an assembly. I wasn't asleep, um, but like, we've all made mistakes, right? We've all fucked up, and. Some people say it's the devil and the angel. Michael, uh, Michael McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey says about the good and bad wolf. You've just got to feed the good one a little bit more than the bad one. And like, it's being able to learn, uh, learn to live with yourself from the shit you have done to learn the lesson and then go forward from it. And like how, what is, again, this is, this is all personal, right? So everything's mm-hmm. individualized. We're all different. Um, what is what is your like go to to stop yourself thinking? Oh well, you're actually a dickhead because you've done X, Y, and Z. Rather than, in fact, no, I've learned from that. I'm no longer that person. By the way, but what's your go to? How do you mentally stop yourself going down that rabbit hole? Um, the the yeah, it's a good question. It's a good question, and. The, the big one, I guess you could say the big one for me is that's got me to where I am at the moment is forgiveness. Mm. When, when you forgive yourself for where you're at, for what you've done, what's happened to you, you instantly dissolve that problem. So when we have a, that mistake or, or something that traumatic happened to us, we, it's like an invisible chain. We're connected to that situation. We're connected to that person. And for the rest mm. of our life, until we cut that link, we're dragging them around. And mm. chances are when it's so bad, we don't share it with others. And if we do share it, we just share our side of the story and not maybe not the whole picture. So for me to, like, if I'm feeling guilty, if I'm feeling bad, if I'm feeling doubt, and if it's to do with someone else, if it's to do with an external situation, 
I look and it's like, okay, and what am I responsible in it? How did, how did I create this? And then I ask, I'm like, what is the higher purpose and lesson to learn from this? And chances are, as I like, do, I owe an apology. Do I need to make amends? Do mm. I need to say something? Do I need to clean it up? And if mm. it's a yes, then I'll go and I'll apologize to that person or I'll apologize to that event and I'll say sorry for my actions and behavior. And as soon as I do that, I cut that chain from that situation. It's out in the open. It's not in my head anymore. It's not festering. Mm. No, it's like, and, 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 and whether it's right or wrong, it's the truth. And the truth is like a line. You set it free, it will defend itself. And then no one can use that against you. And then when you do that, then that's when you're, that's when you, you can start to move forward because it's no mm. longer your own anymore. Because a lot of that, that self-doubt, that negativity, that mindset, I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy enough or I'm a bad person or I'm a failure or I'm a loser, it all stemmed because of what you believe um, that you did to someone else or something else or something else has done to you. So mm. when you give it, when you open up, when you put that truth into it, it, it no longer has any attachment to you. It, it is the most freeing, freeing feeling that I've ever experienced in my life was actually just forgiving myself and having others allow others to forgive me if they could or have what they needed to say to me if they needed to be aggressive. So once it was done, it was done and I no longer had that. And so it's the forgiveness of yourself in that situation and asking what was, how did I create this? Yeah. So because we, we can't change anything that's not me. And I can't change anything. I can't learn anything that's not, not me. So you've got to take 100% accountability for who you are, for where you are, and for what's happening, regardless if you did it or it was done to you. Because only you is not how you react, it's how you respond. Mm. But when you can find that situation and you can find that power and you can find the lessons from it, and then forgive, learn, and move on, that's when you can go from that. And then doing the positives, you know, doing the positivity, like the morning rituals, you know, feeding your mind with, you know, a good podcast, good books, good music, you know, affirmations, feeding your body with good food, good nutrition, good working out, you know, spirit, doing some meditation, some yoga, some cold therapy, you know, surrounding yourself in an environment of people that you, where you want to be, people that are growing, people that are striving, get away from the negativity, get away from the pub, get away from the fast food, get away from the camp, get away from the porn, whatever it might be. Those are, that's what will keep you focusing forward. So, mm. you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big one. What I say, it sounds easy, it sounds small, and it sounds simple, and it is. Yeah. So it's, it's completely opposite from what we've been taught to or to do. Yeah, for sure, man. That's really powerful. That's, it's so powerful, and it does. It all starts within the four walls of your mind, right? And it all starts with you, and 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 making sure you're good upstairs, you're good in your heart, and then putting it out into the world, and actually fabricating it. Um, exactly. Do you do you think about do you think about legacy, or do you think about the right now? Are you a uh, right now? What's in front of your hands? sort of six inches in front of your face sort of guy or are you like what am i going to be remembered for in the next however many years i was that for many years when i was in the fast lane i was that for many years now i'm looking ahead a bit more now i'm looking ahead a bit further you know i've got a you know, look i look towards what my mum my mum did for me and, and more than just my mum but you know 
my mother, you know, she, she, you know, blood, sweat and tears, um, gave everything for me and my brother. And, you know, and then ended up, you know, she was killed and crushed at having her back and neck crushed, you know, broken and, and, and all that. And, and one of the biggest fears that I had in my life was what I would look like in her eyes to see the man that I'd become and see the man that I, what I'd done. And that guilt and shame buried me even more and more and more until I realized that I could actually change this. And now it's for me to live that legacy for my mum. You know, the things that, you know, when we're young, we say, mum, I'm going to buy you the house. I'm going to make sure you relax. You, I retire you and all that. And, you know, we meant but like we're well over our heads and that shit. And now I realize that I can actually may not be able to do that for her physically, but I can do that for her mentally now and, and on a level where, you know, she, she's in the city right now. She's got her name on the remembrance wall, you know, like her name, you know, she, she was worthy of the gold. She was worthy of being remembered. Maybe not for this, but, you know, it was her death is what made me and my brother, I think, me especially, become the men that we are and what we can do to make a, a difference and an impact because, you know, people talk about addiction and people talk about trauma like it's such a, a heavy thing and a, and a, and a bad thing. And, and, yes, it happens and it happens to everyone, though it's not a bad thing. It's a lesson. It's a gift because it's giving us something to learn. And when you can see it from that light, then you realize that it's not actually it's, – it's like an identity. It's a label and it's a moment. It's not your whole life. But all of us take it on as our whole life as an identity. Like, you know, for many years, I was the boy that watched his mother be killed. And I was the boy, not the man, the boy. Mm. And I was like, now I'm the man that's fucking overcome. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going on to being like, you know, the new on Tony Robbins. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's how I speak to myself. That's how I look yeah. at myself. You, yeah. you know, it's, it's a bit fucking full on. Josh, who have you got the right to say that? Well, who cares? It's all I need to believe in. And for sure, man. It, and if you don't have your own back, who who else is? Who's gonna do it? And, and like, carry on. Carry on. No, I was just gonna say, put your back against the fucking wall. That's the way I think about it. Like, put your back against the fucking wall. There is no one else around. There's no one else who's gonna um, help you out. The only way to do it is go forward. Like that. That's fucking rough, man. That's heavy. Like watching your mum and the biggest it seems like the biggest role model in your life and then is no longer and it's like well using using her legacy and the lessons that she taught you and everything that she's done for you to then completely change the way you are living your what well, you were living your life to then move forward and make such a positive impact on then others never mind yourself and like that's fucking powerful yeah and and, and that's yeah i appreciate that brother and that's the gift that all of us have within us for whatever our, our story is or whatever, whoever we have lost. And mm -hmm. I, I just, I a big one before that you said about how people are worried about what other people think. Mm -hmm. The key there is that when people are worried about what other people think, you know, there's a saying, if you put your power into people, places and things, you'll always be let down because, you know, things will always change. Places mm -hmm. will, you know, will always move around and people will always change their minds. None of them stay the same. They always grow. Mm. They're always changing. So if you're worried about what everyone else is doing, if you're worried about what everyone else is thinking, if you're worried about trying to please everyone, they're going to change. They're going to move. They're going to grow. They're going to break. So it only comes down to you. When you're comfortable in yourself and you're proud of who yourself, you've made the decision who you're going to become, 
then you'll find that you're going to start attracting the people around you that you want in your life. You're going to um, attract the places that you want to be and the things that you want. So oh, like mate, saying, that's massive. That's so big. Like, I say fucking, I say it to everyone, like, like-minded people end up gravitating towards each other. And even if you need to stand on that fucking pedestal for a while and, like, big up your own chest, keep your back against the wall, like we just said, and just, like, have your own back, people end up gravitating towards you, whether you find each other in a gym, whether you fucking bump each other in the street, whether you end up buying a coffee for some random person and you end up getting chatting or you you buy someone off a, a barista or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, people end up finding each other and then your, like, circle fucking lifts you up like fucking denzel washington says like if you hang around five millionaires you'll end up being a sixth right it's fucking true because you end up learning and helping and growing and pushing and pulling and all that sort of shit with everyone mate and it all starts off with the confidence and using your ego like you said for you at the start for you and then everything else falls into place 100 percent, 100 percent that's all it is. You start with the belief in yourself. That's 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 mindset. That's yeah, the mindset. That's mindset. That is. That's mindset, and that, and that's where it is. And and when you can and when you can have that place and that certainty in yourself, you, it just it's it's uh, what's it? You become unstoppable. You do, and it's fucking it's beautiful, but it's beautiful in hindsight because in the yeah. in the middle of it, like you feel like shit, and yeah. it's fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably one of the hardest things you ever do. I don't, I don't, I don't care who you are. Four thirty sucks getting up. It sucks <laughs> getting up at fucking four thirty. I tell you, yeah. it's a battle. Every morning, it is a battle. And and, and and a lot of people think like, no, I should be kind. I should be doing it easy. I shouldn't have to stress so hard. It's gonna take work. It's gonna be uncomfortable. You're gonna feel tired. You're gonna feel sick. You're gonna feel run down. You know, those are the times that you keep doing it yeah and that, 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 that gym, right? yeah 100 and everyone's like oh how do you like how do you do that and I'm like it still fucking hurts like <laughs> it's it hurts a lot <laughs> you just do it anyway <laughs> it's, it's like, gonna oh, get like, how does fraser do it how does tia do it i'm like well they still hurt too you know they're human they bleed yeah like they just yeah. crack on exactly the focus on what their goal is. They're not focusing on what them themselves or the situation. They're focusing on the, the bigger picture, the further picture, because they're trusting the process. Yeah, trusting the, the process. The self-talk is just insane, you know? Like, I guess, you know, for a little tip for anyone, like, you know, for me, when I go to a lift now, when I do the workout, I'm, you know, sometimes when I feel like I'm struggling, when I feel sick, when I feel like quitting, when I feel tired, you know, I start repeating, I'm strong, I'm powerful, I'm unstoppable, I'm strong, I'm powerful, I'm, I'm unstoppable. And it just mm. kicks me that new lift, that new rep, and that one more, and that little bit heavier. And then it just gets me out of my head and it gets me out of thinking about the pain and it gets me thinking about who I am, where I'm going. And, Is and that, that something you do all the time? That's, the, that's your only get-to? That's, oh, I've got many. I've got many, but that, like, I'm strong, I'm powerful, I'm unstoppable with like, my little gym in the gym. You know, when I'm about to go lift, I'm about to go, you know, when I'm in the pain of doing the burpees, I'm just like, fuck this, getting out of the van. It's like, I'm strong, I'm powerful, I'm unstoppable. Uh, you know, and then it's slowly, like, the boy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, that's right. Okay, cool, keep going, keep going. Yeah. 
and you sort of kick yourself into it. Yeah, that's interesting because I'm just comparing that to like shit that goes through my head, and I'm like, my mind changes, man. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of a weird case because very rarely I'll be positive. Very rarely I'll be like, come on, you can do this. Like, good job. <laughs> Get the pom poms out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm fucking. I'm from like West Side of Manchester. It just it's normally like fucking move, cunt. Like, don't be a fucking bitch. Like, don't be shit. And like, um, fucking like, no one likes a skinny bitch and shit like that. Like, fucking <laughs> going hard at yourself just to make yourself a little bit angry and using using that fucking pain. But it's it's yeah, that's interesting. Like, people, you do you see it? Like, if you say, for example, you watch the class. This is all physical now, but. It, it touches on the mental. If you watch the class and you just watch people's facial expressions, you fucking tell what's going through their head. And like, they usually just, they end up quitting way before any, like they start tapping into their potential, even just for one workout, even just mm -hmm. for one lift or whatever. They'll quit because it's like, ah, it hurts. I'm like, no, you're just uncomfortable. But the yeah. thing is, you've been uncomfortable since the warm up, So you might as well fucking keep going. Like, it, at 10 minute mark, you're going to stop anyway. Like, it's a 10 minute workout. So you might as well just carry on. Exactly. And that's the thing is, you, you touched on a good point. There's like, before they've even done the workout, before they've even done the warm up, they've already made it uncomfortable. They've already made it good. They've already made it in their mindset what it's going to be like. Yeah. And it creates that. If you can go in with a positive attitude and just be like, hey, look, you know, I'm going to do this. This is fun. This is simple. This is easy. You know, if you can start treating it like that, then you start shit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. If you can look at people and you're already well aware of this, you can see in their minds what they're thinking, where they're at, and, and what's going on, whether they're going to yeah. tackle it or not. Yeah. It's fascinating, mate. It's fascinating. I fucking, I am fascinated by the mindset of some people of like where they have to go for them as an in, as a individual to make them do whatever they have to do, whether it is an exam, whether it is doing shit to improve their relationships, whether it is fucking training, whatever it is. I'm fascinated by like some people go really positive. Some people go really dark. Some people go in the middle. Some people like don't think about it and just like play tunes. And it's like, I'm like, wow, like different, uh, different people's psyche just like fucking makes them do shit that they, their ego would be like, uh, calm down, sit down. <laughs> You know what I mean? Eat, eat a donut, fucking play on the PlayStation, don't do anything. And you're just like, nah, sometimes you got to get a bit mad. Sometimes you got to be a little bit kinder on yourself. And like, it's all about like the law of averages, right? And making sure we, we kind of go up in a linear, it's going to be undulating up and down. But as long as the trend kind of goes up, you're all good. 100%. And whatever you need to motivate yourself, like sometimes there's some fucking very, very dark thoughts that go through my mind about myself. You know what I mean? Like, come on, motherfucker. Come on, you piece of shit. Like, get after it. You know? There's no excuse. It is not acceptable. But yeah. the thing is that you've, you've if, like, just say, for example, for working out for the lifts, if someone wants to get a, a pull up, or someone wants to get a press up, or someone wants to get a snatch, or someone wants to get a, uh, a ring muscle up. You must have the belief in yourself that it, you are going to do it. You must have the belief in yourself, the picture, that you are doing it, that it is done. 
When? Who knows? If you set a date, even better. But that belief right there, that's what's going to allow you to go through those days where the fucking the walk, the warm up hurts, the workout hurts, the stretching hurts, the rest of the day hurts. I'm tired. When you have that and you keep going, that that's when when people people are the ones that sort of the ones that like uh, have quit or given up before the warm up, before the workout. Deep down, they do not have the belief that they feel like they're actually getting ahead, or the belief that they're actually going to achieve the goal that they want. Mm. That's it. That's it. There, believing that you've already done it, it's just showing the rest of the world that you can do it. Like that, to me, is where I go with lifts because I'm just like, I I know that number's there, but right this right now today of the sleep I've had, the stress that's going on, the food I've eaten, whatever, it's not there right today. I didn't do it today, but I've done it. And you're just like, well, you haven't done it. Well, literally, no, I've not done it, but it's there. You know, I'm yeah. capable of doing it. It's just showing you that I'm capable of doing it. I fucking know it. And, like, being able to take that outside of the gym. I've, you know, I'm fucking, I'm a gym head, gym rat. Um, but, like, carving it with a piece of iron, bit of steel and a barbell, and then taking it and then putting it elsewhere, that's where the mindset comes in, man. That's why mindset comes in. And it's like your relationship, like your ideal partner, the way you want them to act, the way you want them to look, the way they want to live your life. That's how you create your relationship, the belief of what the relationship is. Even if mm. it sounds like a fairy tale or fantasy, that's it. Mm. Your business and career, if you believe that you're going to make the millions, if you're going to believe that you're going to start your own business, if you believe that you're going to be successful, you've got to have that belief first. Mm. And then it's interesting because it's like, that I've heard people, you've got to have belief before the work, or you know, a belief before it happens. But you've got to have that, you've, you've got to have a belief that it's going to work, then you've got to put the hard work in, and then the belief will come after that. Yeah. You, you know, because, you know, yeah. the belief will get started, the hard work will start creating it, and then you have the belief because you've created it, and you're like, ha ha. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's, it's fucking, it's weird. It's a bit oxymoronic, but you need, you need two and two to go together. But you need one to get the other one. But it's just it all starts with it all starts with the work, right? Like I mean, everyone like I've I've been stripping it down and I think people should dream a lot. I think people should oh, where would I honestly love to be? Like just fucking dream big, but then strip it back and create goals and then strip it back and create like to do lists and strip it back and then create habits and like morning stuff and blah blah blah. And like Fucking again, Denzel Washington says it like he's a 39 30 year overnight sensation. And it's fucking true, right? Because he's just like focused on his feet, taking one step in front of the other and just going forward. But like something that I'm interested in is do you think it takes like a complete breakdown, or do you think it takes like something seriously fucking dark to happen to someone for them to make the change and think, you know what? I'm actually going to commit to this, or do you think it like just gradually sort of happens to people? From you know, most of history, when severe pain, severe pain or trauma or event happens, that usually gives people the shift to be like, Holy fuck, what's going on? What am I going to do? So, you know, like. I sure as I was going to end up a, I was, if, you know, my mum didn't die, I would have been a labourer, no hot, no hope, unqualified, drinking, drugging, boy, for the life, you know, that pain shifted me. 
and I'm grateful for that because it's made me the man I am today. And a lot of people, yeah, a lot of pain. A pain's a big motivator, though. You can create the life that you want in a positive way if you just so happen to decide and make a decision and have a belief about it and have that dream and speak it out to reality and then take the action forward. You will do it. But sometimes that's sometimes not enough. Sometimes you know you need that shift. You need that pain to be like. Hey, that's enough, you know. And usually when we have a lot of pain, a lot of us are sort of pushing away, like, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want that, you know. And then when you get far enough away from that pain, you sort of rest and relax because you, you, you're like, ah, cool, I'm away, it's not happening anymore. And then from there, you slowly rest and relax on your laurels. And after a while, you wonder why you're going back to the same place and say, and you're like, well, fuck, I don't want this anymore, I don't want this anymore. Why does it keep happening? Why does it keep happening? Mm. It's because you're focusing on the past. You're focusing, you're not... It's not enough pain for you to be like, okay, what's going on? What do I really want? Instead of driving yourself, using the motivation to push away from what you don't want, turning into what you do want and focusing on it and having it like pulling you towards you. So pain's a good motivator. You do not need to go through severe pain or trauma. Like a lot of people like, oh, I can't be this person. I can't be that successful because I don't have a pain story or a trauma story or nothing bad happened to me. Like a lot of people think that, you know, that they were given the silver spoon, that they had to do everything easy, and so that means that they weren't good enough or capable enough to actually do something great and be successful because I've never had to um, be hungry. They've never had to fight or anything like that. Mm. That's okay. You know, that, that's okay. Good on you. But what are you going to do to take that power? What are you going to start mm. using that way so chances right. are pain's going to be the one but you, you do you do not need to have that that pain event yeah for sure i mean don't like self-sabotage yourself to then fuck yourself over and then use it to then catapult yourself forward that's just like that's <laughs> shooting yourself in the foot and telling yeah. yourself to run a marathon you know what i mean but like <laughs> I, I like to think about using the chip on your shoulder and like everyone's always got a chip on the shoulder, right? It doesn't matter what it is, whether you're like come from a broken home, whether you came from like poverty, whether you came from fucking rich, rich household, whether you, I don't know, you miss your childhood sweetheart, you fucking, I don't know. Like everyone's got a chip on their shoulder, right? And like it's being able to fucking use that in whatever way you need to, to then get yourself out of it keep yourself away from it and push yourself forward and then like become whatever you want to be. And like, do you think, so you mentioned right at the start of like purpose, do you think you need that to be the catalyst to start? Or do you think just starting is what allows you to then develop and more hone in on what your purpose is? What do you, what do you think? Just start. Like, you know, like for me, at the start of my life changing, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't think about mindset coaching. I didn't think my life was going to be like where it is now. All I knew at the start that it was going to be better. I, I was going to be better. I was going to make, I was going to do whatever it takes to get myself out of where I was at. And not only that, but to thrive. And so from doing that, it slowly made me sort of take the steps forward. If you have an idea and a vision of where your life wants to be in five, ten years, that is fantastic. If you've got a vision of what it's going to be, do that. You know, get a vision board, put it up there, look at it, focus on it, write some goals and go for it. And then you might find over a year or two that some of those goals or some of those visions is not what you want. They may change. And you just adapt the plan. 
you just adjust. You pivot, adapt, adjust, but you carry on because you're still going on that same direction. So the sooner you have a vision, the sooner you have a, an idea of, or a picture of what your life, what you want your life to look like or who you want to become, then you can start implementing a lot more. You know, but for me, it was just a decision that I was just going to be better. You know, like my last day of drinking, like my day changed. I woke up flat on my back on the floor of my lounge with my own blood around me. Fucking my head's cracked open. I can't remember the night. And I was just like, from that moment, I was like, it's got to change. This is like, where the fuck did my life go? Where did this, this has got to stop. And then after that, I had to go face everyone. I had all these messages about what I said, what I'd done. I was on bail as well. You know, I'm about to lose my career and my job. I'm in fucking financial and emotional debt. You know, I'm like tens of thousands in debt. I'm fucking, I'm, you know, and I'm like, who the fuck am I? Where am I going? I'm struggling. I still like a, you know, a small, insignificant boy, piece of shit. You know, not even the skydiving could make me feel good anymore. And mm. so I realized that all these external, doing all these extreme things and adrenaline and external was still not filling up what needed to be inside myself. But I, what I needed at that time was I had to believe that there was something more. And regardless mm. of that, I just made sure that I did something better. And, you know, the first thing I did was work on my body. And from the body out the wall, you get the mindset. And once you get the mindset, then you get the spirit and you get the higher power and you get the alignment. And when you've got those three together, then you start incorporating them in your health in your relationships and in your business or career and then in your life and then you sort of get like that that trifecta that tripod of balance mm-hmm. and then from there then you can start getting a lot more clearer from that you build the legs up so that the table can stand and then you can put everything on the table all your all your wins all your victories all your memories all your experiences um yeah build the legs so the table can stand mate i fucking love a metaphor and that that that's made my day, mate. You know what? I'm going to pinch that. I'll quote yeah. it. Dude, go for it. Um, that's fucking brilliant, mate. And, like, it, it is just about starting, isn't it? Like, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Like, everyone's heard that. But it's just about, all right, making a decision. Just fucking decide that you want to be better in whatever. It yeah. could be, like, I'm going to decide that I'm going to be a better chef, but I'm going to be a better cook in my own house. I don't want to be a chef. I just want to cook better food. 100%. And like from there, everything else, it's like the snowball effect, right? Create a little snowball, put it down, give it a little roll. After a while, ends up getting onto a hill. Push it down a hill, fucking does its business. And like all you got to do is make that decision to start and then it is like you said, creating that trust in yourself. I like that. Create the trust with yourself that you can do it and you fucking will do it. Yeah. And and, and that's it. Once you have that trust in yourself, you back yourself. It's like, yeah, cool. I'm gonna do that. Back yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, like they say action triumphs fear. You know, the as soon as you take the action and you know, thinking yeah, as soon as you as soon as you put action between the thought and the the the, the decision and the action, the fear mm. disappears. So if you have the trust in yourself, it's just, regardless if you take the action at that time or you know the decision or thought. If you have trust in yourself, you know what to do. You know that you'll handle it. You you know in yourself what you what you're capable of. Like for me, I have a trust in myself now that I can go to a bar, I can go to a social social event, and it doesn't matter what people say, it doesn't matter what people drink or anything like that. 
I'm good. Mm. I trust myself enough to know that I'm not going that way no more. I trust mm. myself on where I'm going, who I am, and on my view, on my vision. And so when you have that trust, then you build more. And, then, and, and it's like that, like you said, like the, the, the snowball effect. It builds momentum, and then it becomes mm. an avalanche. And then that avalanche of awesomeness of trust and certainty just projects onto the world. And mm. then you who you are. Fuck and yeah, you, dude. It's like how, so, how, you do one, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And oh, if yeah. you can build that trust and, and if you can build that certainty and if you have that courage to, to speak it, then you will change your life. Mm. Period. Do you think is that speaking it to yourself or does it have to be to another another person? Speak it to yourself. If you speak, speak it to yourself and like, you know, speak it to yourself in the mirror. And then, you know, if you speak it to others, you know, like, I'm real, I'm raw, I'm relevant, I'm Josh motherfucking Nobles and I'm in the lab. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's me. Yeah. And now out there, people can laugh, people can criticize, people can take their two cents from it. But that's me. That's my belief. That's what gets me up in the morning. That's what gets me driven. That's what gives me hope and faith to believe and trust that I am going to create the life and that life is going to be better. Sure. And Damn why not sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why, why not? not? <laughs> exactly. That's what I say a lot. Yeah. I say that to me a lot. That's that's a conversation I have with myself a lot is why not? Why the fuck not? Yep. Like, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be on the other side of the world, dude. Fucking working class, north of England, should be where I am, where, where, where I was fucking growing up, council house, doing the same shit every day, fucking pop a couple of kids out before 22. Like, that's it. I should be doing the same shit, getting into trouble, but I'm on the other side of the world, so why the fuck not? Exactly. Why the fuck not? The only... The only the only ceiling you put on yourself, the only ceiling on you, or any, the only limitation on you is the ones that you put on yourself. It's fucking true. Because what are they going to do? Are they physically going to tie you down? All right. Well, if they physically tie you down, they've not, they've not touched you mentally. All right. So if they mentally break you, well, they've not physically broke you. So you've always got fucking something left. Exactly. Exactly. And a, and a, great, a great book for that is um, Man's Search for Meaning by Victor Frankl. He's an Auschwitz um, Holocaust survivor. Man wow. searched for Victor Frankl. He everything about what you just said then. Everything. Yeah. And it's such a powerful book. And once you give, it's, you know, life is to suffer. Yeah. Though to give meaning to that suffering is what gives meaning to the, to the life. And when one can find the meaning in that suffering, then their life, will, they, they can endure it anyhow. For sure. For and, sure. And, and, and for you just to be where you're at, like, you know, if you say you're not supposed to be here, you are supposed to be here. Exactly. You're here to do this. You're here to, to share your voice. You're here to share the message. You're here to, you know, help people take charge of their health, take charge of their mindset. Mm. There's no coincidence and, in life. And have a bit of fucking pride in yourself, right? Have a, pr a bit of pride in your parents and the heart that's beating in your chest and be like, nah, I'm built, I'm built for more. I'm built differently. I'm I'm not built to fucking sit down and be like, okay, I'll do my nine to five. I won't say anything. I'll keep doing what I'm doing and like kind of be miserable in my own head. It's like, nah, we're not fucking robots. Have some pride in yourself. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Exactly. 
And that's what life's all about. Because I'll tell you one thing, you're going to end up dead. You, you're going to die. <laughs> you, 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 I guarantee you that you are going to die. And how do you yeah. want to live your life? When you get to the end, when you get on your deathbed and you have your last words, can you look back and say, it was a good run? Or are you going to look back and say, fuck, I wish I gave it more. Fuck, I wish I took a chance. Fuck, I wish I yeah. said that, did that. And that's where you've got to look at it. That's where you've got to start using that pain as a driver, the pain of the future, how your life will look or won't look, mm. what you're going to do in, in, in between that. Fuck yeah, we all end up in the same place, mate. <laughs> yeah. It's, sure. the, it's the biggest, so, biggest, yeah, effort. I've got two, four, six. Not, I, I keep saying quick fire questions, but I like asking deep questions, so they're never quick fire. So I kind of, sh- again, shoot myself in the foot. But um, I've got a couple of questions for you. Mm-hmm. Just just a little written down um, that I'm really interested to hear what you think. First one, what is your favourite book? Ooh, my favourite book? It would have to be The Way of the Superior Man. The Way of the Superior Man. Why? Way of Superior Man it talks about the masculinity of how a man, um, how a man at his essence as a masculinity, as a spirituality, and as sort of like mentally and physically should operate. And it, 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 it really took me to the perspective of where it took me from a boy to a man and how I was acting like a boy in my relationships with women, with my career, with others. And it really made me have an understanding towards what a man uh, how a man is, how a man acts, the, the energies, and, and, and to sort of portray that image and to have that purpose, to have that decisiveness, decisiveness and direction. It's, it's like, it is such a good book for men to learn more about themselves, and it's such a good book for men to learn about women, and it's also such a good book for women to learn about men. Wow. I'll have to give that a go, man. Dude. I, wow. Like, well, it, it's... I was reading it, felt like it was stabbing me in the fucking heart a couple of times. Like it, it got it got under my skin. That's what it needs to do sometimes. Sometimes it needs to, you know, pick a brick up and smack you in the face with it, and then yeah. then you start listening. <laughs> well, it will do that. It will do that. You know. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you got to tell someone to shut the fuck up. <laughs> usually, uh, <laughs> yeah, usually yourself. Yeah, fuck. Um, three things. What are three things you'd say to a young person? It could be fucking anything. Yeah. But if I gave you three things to say to a young person, what would it be? Drive fast and take chances. That would be the big one. Drive fast, take chances. Um, oh, it's all right. Where is this one? You can only control the action, not the result. So drive fast, take chances. You can only control the action, not the result. And um, think big. Think big. Think, think big. Hey, that's my favourite, man. Yeah. Think, think big. Right? Yeah. Why not? Go, ma- go massive or you will go passive. Fucking yeah. Ambition, man. Get some fucking ambition. Um. I think I know this. I think we, I mean, we touched upon this a lot, but who's the most influential person you've met? That I've met. Um, yeah. I've met. 
Oh, that I met her. It, it would have to be Josh Coleman. Josh Coleman. He's yeah. he, he's a he's a um, two time um, cancer survivor, uh, and he was going on the way to being a, a gold Commonwealth um, gold medalist for mm. New Zealand printing. And he went through the story of you know went through going through cancer once and surviving, then going through cancer again and surviving, and carrying on and, and just the life that he's lived, the life that he's transformed and the way that he operates. Um, he's touched on me very, 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 very yeah, it's, it's been a massive impact on me to give me an understanding and appreciation of life. You know, I've read his book, yeah. um, his book at the, what, uh, Josh Coleman, The Wind at My Back, a very powerful book, brought me to tears. Um, and he was a, one of the people that came to me at the very start of me doing my transformation and, and he came up to me and said, you have a voice. And, and he didn't know me from really a bar of soap, and it really it always stuck to me. And I've always wow. I've always had that ambition about that man. You know, he's gone through hell and back, and he still has a love for life. He still has a love for others, and he wow. and he's been more. So yeah, I, that man right there. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. What would um, what's your biggest life lesson? My biggest life lesson. Is not believing in myself sooner. My my biggest life lesson is that if I could have if I started speaking to myself in those affirmations and started believing in myself and started doing this like ten years ago, five years ago, or fifteen years ago, you know, fuck if I got my kids, I'd get my kids to do it. That right there is what creates it because whatever our thoughts become things, our things become reality. So that would be my, like, you know, I, for many years, I thought myself as a piece of shit. And guess what? I became a piece of shit. Mm. And then I realized, like, there's something more. Mm. And so that's how I came. So that's my biggest lesson is that self-belief. Believing in yourself and speaking it. Fuck yeah, man. Do you have, um, do you have a quote or a mantra that you live by? I guess to drive fast and take chances. This is my quote, quote, quote and mantra to sort of live by. It was yeah. when I did my base, uh, a few base jumps with a with a, a amazing man who's sort of been a bit of a role model in my skydiving career and base jumping career. And um, he said, "Drive fast, take chances," and and it really stuck to me because when we're growing up, we hear, you know, be careful, drive safe, you know, and, and it's instilling unconsciously like, you know, the world's a big bad place, and you're not ready for it, and you're not good enough, and you can't handle it. Whereas drive fast and take chances because you're more than capable of it. You're more than capable to have that fun and to take those risks and to live life how you want to. So drive fast, take chances. Um, so another one, I guess, for for what I learned in skydiving is um, live free and die well. Nice. That would be that. Be live free, die well. I like that, man. Yeah. Um. All right, last one, and then um, I need to jump off to a meeting. Good man, is good man. Describe yourself in five words. <laughs> describe myself in five words. I love a deep, uh, I love a deep uh, question, man. Like, no one fucking asks them, right? No one asks the deep questions. Everyone's like, hey, how are you? And don't give a fuck about the answer, you know what I mean? But it's like, you throw, you throw, out, you throw someone out like, uh, how's life? 
or yeah. how's your family? They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you, you don't even know who I am. Why are you asking about my family? But yeah, I like a deep question. So five words. It could be a sentence. It could just be five individual words. Like whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I'll go, I'll go real raw, relevant. Open, yeah, real relevant, um, open-minded, and hungry, very, very hungry. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I like it. I like it. Where, if, um, if people wanted to find you, where would you send them? Uh, if people want to find me, it's Josh Hilbers on all social media platforms, on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, I do a little bit of Twitter as well, but Facebook and Instagram are my main ones. Josh Hill is my name. Um, uh, it's J-O-S-H-H-I-L-B-E-R-S. Uh, and they can just get in touch on there, DM me, comments on my, on my post, follow me. That's the best way to do it. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm making a bit of a scene on the social media front. So that's, it, that's the go. Fucking, fucking do it. Love it. Free marketing, right? And it's it's... It's a place where, you know, it gets a lot of shit. It gets a lot of, um, you know, bad rep. But at the end of the day, you get, to, you get to affect people in a positive manner on the other side of the fucking world that you've never met before. Like, that's insane. Exactly. It's a tool. And it's how it's you use tool. it. Yeah. And that's it. And so it's a very powerful gift that we have. We're, we're living in the greatest times of our lives in the history of, of mankind. Mm. We've got all these tools and resources and opportunities. Just how we use it. So, so, Alex, I, I really appreciate your time, brother. I really appreciate you um, doing this, man. It's been, it's been powerful. Been nah, a- thank you very much, man. Like we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do it again. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, love having conversations with people. Like I, I know, I, I, I know, I know. Fuck all. You know what I mean. So at the end of the day, you have conversations with people and you end up learning so much more and you have those, you, you, you ask those, those deep questions and everyone just grows together. And that's it. Once you, once, once you give to yourself, you can give to others. There you go, you mate. You make the world a, a whole, whole better place, a whole different place. So I'm, I really appreciate what you're doing, man. And uh, keep, keep, keep at it. And I'm looking um, forward to seeing you on Saturday. Thank you, very. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll do my best to get down, man, and uh, you'll see me dying on a salt bike or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you put forever on by Drake, I'll uh, I'll throw up some tin. Yes, yes. There <laughs> we go. I can make it happen. I can make it happen. There you go, man. <laughs> All right. Peace and love. Josh Helbers on Instagram or Facebook. Get on yes. it. Alex, brother, thank you, my man. I'm looking forward to catching up again, eh? Cross your day, brother. Same to you, brother. Same to you. I'll see you Saturday. Yeah, that's it. All right, man. Later, brother. Peace.